Good morning. Good morning. Um, and good morning to the people. Where are the people online? I just want to say good morning to them too. Good morning. Yeah, and the camera is actually over there on the tripod there, too. Oh, oh, okay. Good morning. So this morning is my third talk uh, on the, the way in its power, the Dao Te Ching. I gave one in June, one in July, one in August, and then I'll give a fourth talk in, I think, uh, I think it's September 12th. Um, and uh, so you have this in front of you, most of you, and you can follow along with it or, or not. Does anybody need it? And, and then I think it's in the chat room too. I, I, yeah, I think it's in the chat room. Is it in the chat room? Yes, Jeremy posted it. Thank you, Jeremy. Okay, so uh, I'm going to go through this stanza by stanza. Um, and uh, last time I ended with the stanza, 30 spokes meet in the hub, where the wheel isn't is where it's useful. Hollowed out, the clay makes a pot, where the pot's not is where it's useful. Hammer wood to make a room to inner space is what makes it livable. So just a little bit of review on this one. Uh, this is what Zen meditation is all about. It's about stripping ourselves of all the baggage that we carry around internally. And there's very little technique in Zen meditation because we even ultimately need to strip ourselves of technique because as long as we're stuck on it, fascinated by one technique, it's hard to really empty out, hard to really empty the room. To really unclutter our mind. So, uh, a couple of days ago, my grandkids left. They've been with us for from Europe for seven weeks. And while they were there, my older grandson used my room. It was a mess. <laughs> and such a mess that I didn't even want to go in there. Nobody wants to go in a club, right? Now it's all cleaned out. The last day, he worked really hard. He cleaned everything out. So uh, that's what that's what uh, our Zen is about: emptying the room that gets so cluttered. The inner space is what makes it livable. And the context for creating the inner space is in Buddhist mythology and also in Taoist mythology. It's the female principle and the male principle. So here we have on the altar, Maha Pajapati, Buddha's foster mother and aunt. Um, and the Taoists talk a lot about the feminine creating the context for this empty. And uh, now up in my room is Manjusri. I just found it there last week. <laughs> Manjusri, who was here on the altar for 30 or 40 years, is sore. He cuts away everything, all of our baggage. And uh, he rests on the line. The line is still. 
liberating ourselves from getting caught by anything, including knowing stuff about Buddhism. So that we can do nothing, so that we can rest right here. And sometimes I say rest on zero, but you don't need to, you don't need to go there. Go there if that gets you mixed up. Just rest here. Just rest here. So this not doing is not is not the not doing of depression. A lot of people during the pandemic, you know, I've been supporting one-to-one, have gone to funks, gone to depressive funks. I think all over the country, I don't think it's just one But the, that do nothing, where we just feel exhausted, like we don't want to do anything at all. As a psychologist, I always said, be active, do something, do something. And the Bhagavad Gita says, be active, but for the activity's sake only. You have no right to the future fruits of your activity. Well, that's that's sound. That's sound. Completely. Hammer wood to make a room. The inner space is what makes it livable. The great darkness, the great stillness has, has the merging of difference and oneness says, right in darkness, there is light. Presence has no value without absence. Even all the precepts, all the rules of behavior, those are good, but they rest on this foundation of stillness of zero, just like all numbers rest on zero. The role. Simplicity, simplicity, simplicity. Simplicity, simplicity, simplicity. Lao Tzu, who is the author of the Dao Jing, the way in its power, cared very little for decorations. He doesn't kick out beauty. One of the reasons this poem is so well-loved still is because it has a beautiful rhythm and cadence to it. So the zendo, this zendo, but all the zendos I've been, simplicity, simplicity, not too much decoration. So that we can environmentally feel the emptiness and, and help us feel that internally. Emptiness in the arts, music, music played on the silence between tones as well as notes. Novels intrigue us when things aren't spelled out. Paintings fascinate us by what they admit. Dance and chants by its moments of stillness. Music soothes. Colors to light our eyes, but too much fatigues us. Dance invigorates us, but too much exhausts us. So as I've been doing one-to-one the last year and a half, or is it two years? I guess it's a year and a half for me. I've helped people uh, 
find their meditation cushion or, or chair and stay with it. But I've also helped them. What other activities bring you back? What other activities? Does gardening bring you back to just being here? Just being here in stillness? Do nature walks bring you back? Does that? Three people I met would say drumming circles bring you back. Well, that's interesting, but it's drumming is simplicity. It's simple. You just listen to it. Don't try to do anything. Blocking, we don't have any, any calligraphy in the Zendo. Maybe we won't. But the calligraphy, just one, one stroke, one stroke, one black ink. It's intriguing, but only because there's so much of the paper is it's empty. It's empty. So case 86 of the Blue Cliff Records, woman said to his monks, everybody has his own light. If we've Christ to see it, everything is darkness. What is everybody's light? Later in place of the students, he said, the halls and the gates. And again, he said, blessing things cannot be better than nothing. Blessing things is not better than nothing. It's not worse. Presence is not better than absence. No absence. So we can enjoy presence. But presence is important, important. Many of you have, have trouble just settling into absence. My problem for, for my life, not after maybe five years of meditation, intensive of meditation, has been the opposite. The opposite. As my teachers was. We know absence pretty well, but we get all mixed up with presence. We get absent-minded forget things, get mixed up. We, we like everything to be different because we don't remember what it was like before. That's, that's okay, but that's a little bit out of balance. It's a little bit out of balance. Engagement, engagement. So the second stanza. Stress, uh, success is as dangerous as failure. Hope is as follows. Fear, when you stand with your two feet on the ground, you will always keep your balance. Hope and fear are both phantoms that arise from thinking about ourselves. So ladders that we get up on are shaky. Step by step, we get further and further away from the ground. Sometimes they're, must, they're missing runs. But we've had it drilled into us that we must climb, that we must ascend. Many people have been in priests in training with me over the years. And usually we, we end around six years or so, six, maybe seven. And by the end of the year time, they think they should be up the ladder a little bit. Oh, I'm up the ladder a lot. But sometimes they're not, and they're discouraged. But that's not our approach, not my approach. <clears throat> when I thought, when my teacher thought he was up the ladder, his teacher called him crooked cucumber. <laughs> <laughs> when I thought I was up the ladder, my teacher called me ugly duckling. 
those are facetious. They're not, they're not, you know, they were not fighting, but I thought not that I liked it particularly. <laughs> My teacher said mistake after mistake means many years of single-minded effort. No absence. So we can practice presence. Practice presence so we can know absence. Success is as dangerous as failure. Hope is as hollow as fear. You want to know what's happening, going to happen with your life. This Delta virus, what is going on here? We thought we had everything figured out. Everybody was. I know it's vaccinated. <clears throat> Delta virus. The future is mostly unpredictable, in case you haven't noticed. Delta virus or no Delta virus. So our only solace is to return to this. To stillness, to absence. And it's a wonderful solace. It's a wonderful solace. How do we do this? Well, he says in the next line, when you stand with your two feet on the ground, you will always keep your balance. You won't be blown over by the winds, the eight worldly winds of pleasure and pain, gain and loss, praise and blame, fame and disrepute. So one of the first books I read on Zen, which may be out of print now, was by Eugene Harrigal from Zen and the Art of Archery. And his archery teacher, who was also a Zen teacher, said only two things matter in doing your archery. Your feet on the ground and tapping into the mind with no remainder. <laughs> Tap, feet on the ground and tapping into the mind with no remainder. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. And then after the student, Harrigal had been practicing with him for a while. Uh, uh, the teacher uh, put on a blindfold and showed Harrigal how to hit the bullseye with a blindfold off. Just standing on the ground with a mind of no remainder. So standing with our two feet on the ground. Turtle talked a lot about turtles. When they're trying to nest, bright light impedes them. It throws them off. Even though when we think of any, any animal or, or amphibian or reptile that's well-grounded, we think of turtle. If they're if too much, they get all disoriented. They lose their bodies. Hope and fear are both phantoms that arise from thinking about ourselves. So we need realistic hopes and fears. But hope, based on seeing ourselves as separate from the universe and being alone, means that kind of we feel like people are out to get us, the universe is out to get us. That's not grounded in reality. Open fear that we attach to to try to get out of our current situation are both equally hollow. So our, the dare we give ourselves isn't to climb a ladder, it's just to come back and keep both feet on the ground, feel both feet on the ground. That's where we find, find our balance. So, 
we do that, we don't have to measure success or failure too much. Every place we go, the kids are there and ends on the ground. <laughs> so after six or seven years, those people who are in priest training with me, uh, uh, I would like to be able to say that they mostly can stand with two feet on the ground and keep their balance. And I think it generally, it is the case. Generally, no, not completely, but generally. We're not alone in the universe. The universe is not to get us. It wants to succeed and understand the reality of the way things are. And the way things are is not how we'd like it to be sometimes. <clears throat> Look at an environment. What was it about 1980? Jimmy Carter, our president, put those uh, panels on the White House, those solar panels. He told us to turn down our thermostats or sweaters. 1990, 2000, 2010. What if we'd taken his advice four years ago as people? Would we be in this very, very scary situation now? But we did it. Did it. The whole, regardless of what happens, the whole universe is complete in us. See our universe in us, maybe rather than seeing ourselves in the universe. Even if you can't trust anything out there, can you love the world in you? That universe in you. And can you start to care for all things, for all things? You can, you can. Stands at three. When you don't see the self as self, what do we have to fear? See the world as yourself. Embrace things the way they are. Believe the world. Love the world as yourself. Then you can care for all things. In my second book, maybe, uh, maybe my first, probably my second, I talk about neuroplasticity. That as we get older, our brain hardens and our neural pathways get more limited. But through meditation, that hard play dough softens. It softens. Natural, natural. Embrace things the way they are. So this is the way things are environmentally. I was just up in the Rockies with my grandkids and only half of the five days could we see the sky because of the smoke. Oh, oh. That's what it is. That's half the second half we could see the sky. It's happening. No, things are happening. A lot of people don't like it that in our country now, <laughs> minorities are becoming the majority. Tough, that's what's happening, tough. I grew up uh, in an area with lots of Latinos, lots of Latino friends. So for me, kind of natural. But we have tribalism. When we get closed down, we get scared, we, we form into tribes. Blue and red, woke and unwoke, tribes. So 
So you can notice that just come back. It's being present with the universe Four stanza. Care for all beings and they care for you. You can't know it, but you can be at ease wherever you are. Fifth stanza. Discover the ancient maiden by following the thread of the way. Have the patience to wait till your mind settles and the water is clear. Remain unmoving till action arises by itself. Discover the ancient maiden. Following the thread of the way. She's young. She's innocent, and yet ancient, ancient. The Tao Te Ching really emphasizes this. Beginner's mind. We talked last time and the time before about the Valley Spirit. The Valley Spirit never dies. It is named Mysterious Female. Mysterious Female. Mysterious female brings delight, brings light, delight, the light out of her darkness. Helps us not identify with our temper. Tiny trace of interconnectedness that joins everything. The thread of the way. Thread of the way. Buddhist mythology going back to Mahal. Or Jopity, or <clears throat> having the patience to wait till your mind settles and the water is clear. Remain unmoving till action arises by itself. Wu Wei, doing non doing. Years ago, my friend had an enlightenment experience, a deep enlightenment experience. And of course, I wanted to talk to him. Of course. <laughs> and, and he said, well, Tim, I don't feel enlightened, but I don't feel unenlightened. I'm just taking one step and then another. That's all I know, and I don't know that. <laughs> Six stanza. <clears throat> no need to seek fulfillment. Not seeking, not expecting. Be present and welcome all things. Empty your mind of all thoughts. That's why we have so many retreats here. Because 10 minutes sitting, 20 minutes sitting, hours sitting is good, but we need time when we're not stimulated by outside stuff and go deeper and deeper. The 10,000 things. Oh, and we have our Hokiorgi retreat coming up which I should put a plug in for in late September, Ted and I are leaving. Five days, and often the first two days, people are just turbulent, but the third day maybe, the fourth day maybe, they begin to settle into their rootedness in the universe. Sometimes they do, but not always. If you expect it, if you're trying to climb up a ladder, then The 10,000 things of the seventh stanza. <clears throat> seventh stanza. <clears throat> the 
Yeah, there it is. The 10,000 things arise together. In their arising is their declining. They flower and return to their root. Returning to the root is serenity. So there's a natural rhythm to life. Turning inward after summer. Turning inward now after summer. First we have hope. And as things get darker, we kind of do more meditation, which is typical, typical in a, in a Zen retreat center. We have our five days at Hokioji, and we have a practice period. Then we have our seven days of Rahatsu. So we're turning in, we're turning in. The 10,000 things arise together. In their arising is their declining. They flower and return to their roots. The waning of a life is an opportunity to go deeper and deeper. They flower and return to their root. Returning to the root is serenity. So I worked for a while with a woman who came from a military family that had moved and moved and moved. At five, she was separated from the people she deeply loved, from her extended family and church family. And when she returned home to visit, it meant returning home to the pain of missing it and stirring up old wounds. But also it was a chance for reconnection with the friends and family that she loved. And of course, all of us have histories of being uprooted as as immigrants, all of us do. Because we're, we're, except for the Native Americans, who we almost genocide out of existence. We all came here as immigrants. I have many stories about my own Irish ancestors <clears throat> not being welcomed, not welcomed. <laughs> Had to live outside, live outside. So extended family, we've kind of lost in this country. And in a way, we've abandoned it because they're toxic, they're toxic components. But that helped us with our rootedness. And we don't have that anymore so much. And our family history is good. It's a link to the past. Our core beliefs, our morals, our values, our customs and practices can ground us, but some of these roots are shallow, some are unhealthy, some are even toxic. That's why we do sasa. That's why we have the three-legged stool teacher teaching and community. So we can help develop deep and lasting roots to that will complement those family roots that that are worthy of of maintaining. But during the pandemic, it's been hard for everybody, everybody, because I talk a lot about the three-legged stool, teacher, teaching, and community. But where's our community been? We tried to do it as best we could. And now we actually have two communities. We've got you guys, <laughs> and we've got you guys. But it's been fragmented. It's been fragmented, and it still feels fragmented. 
without the connection of the community, it's hard to discover and live from our deepest root. We want to keep moving. We want to get up that ladder. We crave home at the same time. Community comfort and stability. <clears throat> My wife and I moved here in, into Uptown here with our two little kids in 1975. Linda said to me, I'm tired of moving. Can we stay here for a few years? Do you think, are you willing to stay here for a few years? That was 1975 before both of you guys were born. It's healthy to stay in one place sometimes. It's good to find a place where the soil is right. And you can really cook up. Branches go in all kinds of different directions. Undisturbed, the roots go deep into the earth and prolifer proliferate, provide nutrients to the tree. The leaves fall. The roots always remain in the ground and strong. Branches and leaves are swayed. Winds of worrying, winds of anxiety, winds of whatever can cause our roots to be affected and infect our lives. In fact, I said, I meant to say affect, but infect is good. Infect our lives. Infect our lives. Luckily, our root system is usually as deep and broad as the branch system. Sometimes deeper and broader branches. Dolly Parton says, storms make trees take deeper roots. Oh, Zen master, Dolly Parton. Thank <laughs> <laughs> you, Dolly. She challenges to remember we're all rooted in something deeper. As Lotsa says, the Holy Spirit never dies. The ancient mating is always supporting us. As Shitala says in the merging of difference and oneness, the spiritual source shines clearly in the light. The branching streams flow in the darkness. The spiritual source shines clearly in the light. The branching streams flow in the darkness. So I'm going to end by um, how, how Lhasa ends this phrase. The 10,000 things arise together and there are horizons that are declining. They flower and turn to their root. Returning to the root is serenity. Serenity. So that's what I'd like to say for this morning. <clears throat>